CPA and CFP Don Cash has made it his life's work to help people like you plan their finances and achieve their retirement goals. It's time for your money and your life. Hey everybody, welcome into another edition of the podcast. Welcome to Your Money and Your Life with Don Cash and myself as we talk investing, finance, and retirement. And over the next couple of episodes, we've got the six big economic uh, threats, I guess, in 2022, kind of question mark, question mark, see how these are on the horizon. So that's going to be, we're going to do half of that, this podcast and half on the next one. So Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast if you aren't already by stopping by the website doncashpodcast.com. That's doncashpodcast.com. You can find all the good resources there. We make it really easy for you to do. Or you can just type in your money and your life in whatever podcasting app you like to use. And of course, on the website, we show you how to subscribe and all that stuff right there on the main page. Just scroll down to that and life is easy. Don, buddy, what's going on? It's our first show of the new year. How was Christmas and the holiday and all that good jazz? Christmas was great. Hope for you too, Mark. I mean, it was nice uh, to kind of kick back, right? I'm yeah. sure you did the same thing. Enjoy time with the family and reflect on the year and uh, how thankful we all were for uh, everything that we have. And uh-huh. you know, of course, it's been a crazy year and <laughs> 2021, no. even 2022 was <laughs> starting off the same. Right. But uh, I always look forward to the new year and um, you know, over the past month, you know, from I guess the Christmas season till now, I discovered something that was harder to come by than toilet paper, uh, paper towels, or Lysol during the early days of the pandemic. Huh. Common sense. It's, uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> that might be number one on the list, Mark. But it, it's a it's a, a COVID test. Ah, yes. Yes, yeah. we, uh, you know, it must be a regional thing or something because I know they're pretty easy to get a hold of around here. At least they have been over the last few weeks. And we've shared with our listeners before, we're in two different locations. So, you know, maybe it's a regional thing. Maybe, well, maybe this is there's more people up in your neck of the woods, maybe. Yeah, it could be. And, and of course, we've had more of a spike here in the Northeast true. Very true. over the past two or three weeks. But my wife has always kept a bunch of these rapid tests in our home, uh-huh. just in case we needed to take one if we were visiting a certain person or sure. you know, if we didn't feel good. But it, it seemed like she was getting a call like every other day to, <laughs> quote unquote, borrow a test, <laughs> right, Mark. <laughs> right, yeah. What a weird thing. Like, who would have thought that was something, you know, just a few years ago, you know? Yeah, exactly. I mean, and you know, now my my basement storage room is uh, full of rapid test is running low. You're stock- only joking. I don't keep the most. <laughs> Your stockpile, right? <laughs> but I mean, real seriously, like, what a weird. I don't know. What a weird place we have. We find ourselves in now, right? After you know, three years ago, if you'd have told in, you know either any of us this stuff, we'd have been like, ha. We'd have laughed at you, right? But anyway, I guess it is what it is. But hey, let's go ahead and talk about this stuff. Let's get into some th- some things. Since we are at the start of, and as I mentioned, this is our first podcast of 2022, uh, there's still a great deal of uncertainty in the world, clearly, COVID and otherwise. So let's take today, uh, in the next show, like I said, and go over some of just the big economic storms or threats that could derail our plans, our retirement plans along the way. What do you think? Yeah, you know, I've been thinking a lot about this recently, Mark, and, uh, you know, the reality is there's so much stress over the uncertainty that we face, particularly Mm -hmm. over the past couple of years, right, from inflation and taxes and 
the stock market turmoil, uh, government craziness, uh, media manipulation. If you're really a, a responsible, thoughtful person, you're definitely prone to worry. Right. Right. And lately, I think it's been worse than ever, just from the conversations I've been having with friends and, and, and colleagues and clients. I think the reality is it's really not your fault. Right. I mean, there are forces and influences that can really stress us out. It can be like really totally overwhelming at times. And, and they have this thing called like COVID fog for people who get sick. Do you ever hear of that? Like a sort of like a foggy memory and, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, it, it makes you feel like you're just a little off. Right, right. I, I think whether someone's had COVID or, or, or not, you, you know, you, you can feel a little off even if you're not to- totally overwhelmed. Uh, you know, besides the, the million things, even before COVID, that we have to deal with, in life uh, when you're planning for your retirement. You know, now we have uh, the pandemic and 24-7 media, a government that seems to be out of control. So I, I think one thing we can do in these next two shows is to kind of put things in perspective, right? And, and you mentioned that we live in uncertain times, and mm-hmm. we do. And every period has its uh, period of time, has its challenges. Right, sure. And, and you know, I'm not big on predictions mm-hmm. um, and these economic storms and threats that we face are not really predictions they're more of a, like a, a fact of life if you will and one of the major threats that all retirees and those close to retirement face is inflation uh, and many of us have been really the benefactors of inflation over the past year or so with the sharp increase in, in the value of our home but it, besides that it affects just about every aspect of of our life, and often in a very negative way. I was reading today in the paper that the inflation rate has hit 6.8%. Yeah. And it's uh, actually, I was just listening to the news. There was an update on that <laughs> just about an hour ago. It touched 7%. Wow. Um, and it's the, yeah, it's the highest rate in 40 years. Man, I tell you, you know, and it's interesting because I know prior to the official numbers were like 5.9. So it's good to hear that they're actually reporting it's a bit higher because, you know, you go to the store and it feels a lot more than that. And then, Don, we have we've had all this conversation about the whole, well, it's transitory, right? And have they changed their tune on that? I mean, I feel like they hopefully have because it surely doesn't seem like it's transitory. Yeah, I think they've... um the word I guess they, they use is uh, equivocated. That's a real fancy word, mm, right? I mean, nice. yeah. Changing your mind. <laughs> they, you know, for sure. I mean, is some of it transitory? Probably, some of it is right. Um, a lot of it is probably more permanent. Uh, and even though inflation has shot up to seven percent over the past year or so, we do have to be mindful that it always has an impact one way or another, right? Even when inflation was 1% or 2%, if you think of things that you face in your life like health insurance premiums or uh, college expenses for kids and grandkids. Yeah, that's been way out of control, yeah. Yeah, property taxes. These expenses have been inflating way higher than inflation for many, many years. But if you think of it this way, this 7% inflation issue, if you're spending, let's say, $100,000 $100,000 per year to run your house, okay. and inflation is 7%, in 10 years, you'd be spending over $250,000 a year. Oh, wow. And now that would have 
a huge, yeah. huge impact on your planning. Of course, it's a very simple example, but the difficulty for many retirees or those approaching retirement is that we have a situation today where inflation is 7%, as I mentioned, mm-hmm. but the interest rate on the savings account are close to zero. Right, yeah. Right? And it's been terrible for a while. It has. In fact, I looked online. Uh, you can get a high-yield savings account online at oh, no. half a percent oh, interest. No. I, was, I was wondering what it was going to be. Wow, half a yeah, percent. Yeah, 0.50. So 40 years ago, in 1982, the interest rate that you can get on a one-year CD was well over 10%. So it kind of matched up the interest rate and the inflation rate. Yeah. A funny story, I remember going to the bank with my dad and grandfather back in those days to buy a, a CD back then. And when you bought a CD or opened up a new bank account, the bank would actually give you a small television or a radio. I think we mentioned that before once. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we were talking about that. Yeah, it's, you know, man, things are just so, so different. And to your point, yeah, they definitely match up, right? Uh, they used to match up. Now we're so inverted. It's just crazy. And, man, you can't even get your banker on the phone, let alone, you know, get a TV from them or a radio. Right. Uh, and it's definitely very interesting, you know, to see how things are going. Why the difference? I mean, you know, can we put our finger on it? Yeah, it's interesting because it, the interest rates are controlled by both the Federal Reserve, right, as we hear day to day. That's sure. another thing that's always in the news. And the expectation in the market for things like inflation, economic growth, um, certain levels of risk, and, and people buy and sell bonds based on those factors. So even though the inflation rate is 7%, the interest rate on a 10-year government bond is only 1.8%, amazingly. So one of those th- two things is going to happen, either the interest rates are going to go up to match inflation, or the inflation rate's going to come down to match the long-term market expectations. Okay, so the bond investors seem to think that inflation is temporary. I never really thought of it that way, I suppose. So what can we do to get kind of prepared, you know, or better prepared, I should say? Yeah, that's a good question. First of all, yeah, it's always good to be prepared for both inflation and even the possibility of deflation by spreading out your investments. I mean, we don't know if inflation is going to be permanent or, or temporary. You know, we mentioned before that, you know, when you're dealing with inflation, we've had this issue with inflation in uh, healthcare and in college and things like that. You know, in certain areas, inflation now is uh, 30% if you want to buy a house over the past year, right? True, Or yeah. Or 20% if you're buying a car, um, but it could be zero if you're buying a shirt, right? Or it could be uh, a, a reduction in price if you're um, looking at your car insurance premium because people were driving less for a long, long period of time. Not right. so much anymore. But chances are that inflation in many parts of the economy are is going to be permanent. And I read today in the paper that there's parts of China now that they're reimposing heavy quarantines again that could maybe further disrupt this supply chain and cause shortages and even greater inflation. Yeah, I just saw that. Yeah, here's one thing to keep in mind. Stocks often react better to mild inflation, but not all stocks. Depends on the type uh, as well as the quality. And it also depends on the type and quality of bonds 
that react better to low inflation. And quite often when I review someone's investments for the first time, they're really woefully unprepared for these events. So it always helps to stick with the rules, right? Don't react with fear and greed. Don't try to pick individual stocks and don't for by all means don't buy what was recently the recent hot big thing like bitcoin right which is down like over 35% in the past month alone and and simply diversify and rebalance according to your own personal goals and risk tolerance and when we meet with clients we always have the discussed inflation in the past mark but mm-hmm. this year i think we're going to take a deeper dive into where inflation may specifically impact their lives. Now, good stuff indeed. And yeah, I, you know, Bitcoin's still out of reach to, to get for a lot of people yeah. after being down 35%. And I also just saw that China actually has uh, have been doing some stockpiling on grain and, and such, and they've got like mm-hmm. 60% or so of the world's supply. So yeah, we could definitely see some, if there's a, more lockdowns, to your point, we could definitely see some more supply chain issues. And that's really why, Don, we got to have that you know, conversation with somebody like yourself so that we can get some perspective, we can get some a strategy, right? A plan in place and uh, and just kind of move through some of these things. It's changing what we can what we can change, right? We can't control the markets. We can't control the global entities, but we can kind of change our exposure to these things, right? So what else is on the horizon as a potential threat? Yeah, those are great points. I mean, you, you have to, you can control what you can control and there are many things that you really can't control. One of the things, of course, that we can't control, it's always on the horizon, of course, is taxes for sure. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt that that's going to be a big economic threat this come you know over the near term and over the long term as well. Right. And there's an old saying, I'm sure you've heard of it, it's not what you earn, it's what you keep that matters the most, yep. right? And here's the reality, Mark. There's a 30 trillion dollar or more now federal deficit. Guess how much money mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. in retirement plans? Like IRAs, 401ks, and pensions. I know this one actually. So yeah, there it's like forty, close to forty trillion. Exactly right. I mean, that's the area where it looks like the big bullseye. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say that it's like on. the cartoon characters. The eyeballs get big, right? Yeah, that's that's where the old saying is. You know, why does uh, Jesse James rob banks? That's where the money is. Right. Exactly. <laughs> that's the old joke. So um, all of that money that's in your traditional IRA and 401k has never been taxed. Okay. And that's what people, I think, you know, they kind of know that they get that you get the tax deduction up front, but all that money there is building up like a big tax bubble, right? It's like a pressure cooker. It's building and building and building. And of course you need that money to live on. Uh, And of course, in the future, most people also want to leave that money to their kids or their grandkids or other loved ones. And I've said before many times, for many people, the biggest beneficiary of their IRA is not the family, it's the IRS. So all of that hard-earned money, it's really going to fund government programs that you probably don't even agree with. And that's why we're such big proponents, Mark, of the Roth tax-free IRA. That money grows completely tax-free and can be taken out as well tax-free, and it goes to the family 
to your loved one tax rate. Nice. So here are the facts to look at regarding taxes. One, there's a $30 trillion federal deficit. Two, tax rates today are historically low, and the rates are going up by law, even if Congress doesn't do anything. By law, in four years, the rates are scheduled to go up. Even if not sooner, they could make it go up sooner. Sure. Third point, the deficits are growing rapidly. Think of it this way. 25% of all the national debt that we've created since 1776 has been added in the past year or so. Jeez. Wow. If I think about that. And four, tax rates are likely to rise, as I mentioned. The top tax rate today is 37%. Most people are somewhere between 12 and 24% range. But back in 1982, Mark, a single person paid an income tax of 50% on income over $40,000. So if those rates come back, a lot of people are going to be in real trouble. So if you think rates are going up, that's the big question. And yeah. personally, I do. Man, I tell you what, those are some sobering statistics, especially that whole the last two you know, basically year and a half, two years, amount of national debt we've put on. Just mind boggling. And, you know, I, I like 1982. I, 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 I was just a young one. I liked it. I enjoyed it. I, but I don't think I want to pay the tax. Now, as a, you know, as a 50-year-old, I don't think I want to pay that tax. I don't pay 50% tax rate, right? That's, that's no, a little no. harsh, right? So it's definitely some sobering statistics. So what else we got? No, I mean, for sure. I mean, in 40 years, it's hard to believe that 1992 was 30 years ago. Right? 2002 Shh. was 20 years ago. It's more than 20 years since Y2K. But regarding taxes, Mark, as they say on those late night TV commercials, <laughs> wait, there's more. Hell <laughs> no. Because for most people, there are state income taxes on top of federal income taxes in 42 states, including yours and mine. Yep. Uh, eight states have no state income tax. And I just heard yesterday California wants to increase state income taxes to between 15 and 18%. Ouch. So what do you think happens <laughs> when states raise their income taxes? Yeah, uh, you head for a state that doesn't. You move to one yeah. of those other eight. I mean, Elon Musk is worth a lot. He did it. That's exactly right. You know, yeah. Elon Musk is going to Texas, I believe, right? Well, he moved personally right. to Texas already, so yeah. Oh, he did? Yeah. Yep. So they moved to states with low or no taxes, right? Like Nevada, right? Like uh, Texas and a few others. Mm -hmm. Florida, so, yeah. Oh, Florida. Over the past two years, the states with the greatest influx of new residents, you mentioned <laughs> let, one. Let me guess. <laughs> yep. Go ahead. Tell me. I was going to say, let me guess. Florida, right? Texas, probably yep. Nevada, since we mentioned those three. What are the other two? Those are the big three. Okay. And Arizona mm -hmm. and uh, your neighboring state, Tennessee. Really? Interesting. Yeah. No income tax in Tennessee. Hmm, I'm only like so, three hours away. <laughs> oh, there you go. So the states with the greatest loss of residents are California. They got to be California and New York, right? California, New York. You got it. The two big ones. New Jersey. Mm, okay. Makes sense. Illinois and Massachusetts. Yeah, I can see all that. That all makes sense. Yeah. I mean, it, um, it makes sense. A lot of it has to do with of course, taxes. Right. And uh, I would think COVID too, as you mentioned earlier, right? The big hit, hit harder in those areas. No, for sure. Yeah. And uh, people are moving to states that they perceive 
low tax where they can do more things. Uh, but that's true. Certainly, it was th- this trend continued even before COVID, Mark? Right. Yeah. No, I mean, it makes sense. You're you know, a little bit more stacked on top of each other. So, you know, in our past shows, Don, we've talked about an analysis that you do with your clients on the, the difference in the cost of living. We had a whole podcast around some of that stuff. And if they move out of state where you go over the income tax, sales, property tax, estate, capital gains, tax differences, all that stuff. So if you're listening and you want to know more about that, A, you can go check out those past podcasts. They're they're labeled different ways. But you can also just reach out to Don for that 15-minute consultation. You can give him a call. You can do the Zoom thing, whatever that looks like for you. Call 800-664-1183. 800-664-1183 or stop by his main website, which is donaldcash.com. That's donaldcash.com. And make sure that you are working with an advisor who does understand that, who understands these things at this stage of life. I just joked and said I'm 50 now. So, you know, the things I worried about in 82 were a lot different than they were, you know, I worry about now in 2022. So the planner you had when you were even 35 or 40 is probably going to be a lot different than the ones that you need now. Think of it like the doctor, right? You no longer go see the pediatrician. So taxes are always an issue, Don. Anything else to share there? Yeah. I mean, before we move on, let's, I'll give you an example of what I call, Mark, the stealth taxes. Okay and how inflation eats away at our money and how the government really just allows it to happen for their benefit, not your benefit. <laughs> the shock. And people don't really think this through of all the internal taxes because there's a million types of, um, it seems like a million types of fees and taxes and surcharges that exist in the federal tax code, even in the states. Yeah. But here's one that people don't consider. When you sell your primary residence, you're allowed a $250,000 per person exemption from capital gains taxes on the sale. Interesting. Okay. okay. And this is like uh, something a lot of people are aware of, and there's certain rules you have to kind of abide by to get the exemption. The big one is you have to be, uh, be living in that house for at least two of the past five years, and there's some other rules as well. But that rule started back in 1997, that $250,000 exemption rule. So the median home price in 1997 was $112,000. Yeah, okay, right, yeah. Right, and it's more than tripled since then. So the price of a home has more than tripled, and of course in many areas it's much, much higher than that even. So you get the same exemption if you live in New York, New Jersey, or California as if you live in Mississippi or Wyoming or North Dakota. Right. But that exemption has not changed one cent in 25 years. Mm-hmm. And we had inflation in home prices, particularly in the past year or so, dramatically increasing in, in, uh, in price and no increase in that exemption. So if all of that was indexed for inflation from 1997, that exemption would be eight or $900,000 per person. And the same thing is true for a lot of these other what I call stealth taxes. Wow. Yeah. The, the, the inflation rate kind of creeps up with uh, values of real estate and wages, but the tax brackets don't go up with them. So you're trapped with paying taxes you may not anticipate paying. Well, that's why we're calling that kind of economic storms, right? And as you can see, folks, I mean, this is was a lot of information already, and we were just doing three of the six on this episode. So what's the next one on the economic horizon? 
Yeah, we'll touch on this one. A lot of people don't think about this as an economic storm, but it's just the reality of what we're living through now. It's really the government turmoil, Mark, uh, both geopolitical and domestic. You know, I was thinking back on this. I miss the days when I could open up the newspaper and government policy or government actions were buried on like page nine (laughs) (laughs) of the news. And the Wall Street Journal would report on boring things like corporate earnings or technology or some scandal in the boardroom where, you know, there's someone, a CEO dating their underling. But now it's it's all political 24-7. It can really wear you down. And it's only going to get worse because this is the start of election season. We just finished. Yep. For the midterm. It never ends, Mark. It's like a basketball season. You know, when you, and when you're younger, you, you just don't think it happens that often. It felt like a, a, right. a farther off event, but now it's like you can't get away from it. No, it's constant. And even more so now because we have an evenly divided Senate, right? And almost the same divided House of Representatives with a very slim nine-member majority for the Democrats. The recent uh, multi-trillion dollar bill, this Build Back Better bill, was stalled in the Senate. It may not pass ever in any form. But now is the time of the season to really paint your political opponent as the worst human being in the world, the destroyer of all good things and pure things in America. And it's just going to be compounded now uh, for the next, you know, nine months. There's there's changes. uh, They're trying to push through Senate rules and voting laws and vaccine mandate controversy. The Supreme Court has a bunch of decisions on its plate and and who knows what else is going to be going on between now and November. And of course, one of the big questions is what's the federal reserve going to be doing about interest rates, right? Are we going to have two rate increases or three rate increases or four or more, or maybe none, who knows? You know, we always need to be prepared no matter what. And really one of the greatest investments we can make this year in 2022, Mark, is to invest in self-control. <laughs> it's easier Amen. said than done, right? Right. It, it, it's you know it, we're so prone to emotional reactions. Stocks are up and down. The pandemic rages on. Government's going crazy. It's stuff. It's tough to just to stay calm. But there was a wonderful article actually written about this in the Wall Street Journal last weekend. The author states that the best investment to make in 22 simply is discipline. And we can share that. Uh, I think we can throw that up, that article up in the show notes. Yeah, that's a great point. You know, it's a fast food, disposable, throwaway world, it seems like. And we just sometimes have to take a step back and and maybe click off that news, that 24-7 news cycle and realize that, yeah, everybody's going to be painting everybody with the muddiest paintbrush they can. And it's just going to be big, big fun. So if you struggle with doubt, worry, all that stuff kind of gets to you. You know, be sure, folks, that you have a trusted advisor, somebody you can turn to to have a conversation with to help you through some of that stuff. You know, we do the podcast for a multitude of reasons. One's to share some, hopefully, some good information, uh, like the stuff that Don comes up with and we talk about, but also just to give you a chance to get to know a little bit about his philosophies and thoughts and how he approaches things. So if you've got questions, you know, need some help, get on the calendar. Have that conversation for yourself, especially if you're not doing it, or share the information with someone who might need to hear it if you're already working with Don. And you can find all that at the podcast website, doncashpodcast.com. 
That is doncashpodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe to us on Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Stitcher. We tell you how to do it on the website if you don't know, but it's pretty darn easy. A lot of times you just hit the heart button or whatever it is next to the podcast name, for example, on Apple Podcasts. Just type your money in your life. You see it pop up. Hit the little heart and boom, there you go. Don, thanks for hanging out and going through this stuff with me. Obviously, we went a little bit long this week, so we're going to go over the rest of these on the next session. All right, Mark, be well. Yeah, sounds good. And I appreciate your time as always, folks. Don't forget to subscribe. A lot of good information here. Great thing about podcasts, too. You can go back and listen to different parts that might have piqued your interest. So do that, subscribe, and tune in, and we'll see you next time here on the show, Your Money in Your Life with Don Cash. Investment advisory services offered through Donald W. Cash & Associates, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of New Jersey.